Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with Charlie Long. Bobby J is taking a day off. Uh, Steve Geller will join us at 540 for triple option. Uh, Charlie just updated the score when it was 4-2. 4-2 in the bottom of the seventh right now. Bottom of the seventh inning. So uh, Tigers uh, 3-0 and start. And Charlie was the yin and the yang uh, Saturday uh, where no hits. What did you guess, Mike? The Yang was the one that I was at. And, and, yeah, you would figure. And then, bang, uh, yesterday uh, they set a program record for singles 20, and they tied the record for hits 27 in a 27-5 win over VMI. So you, you saw they kind of can win a couple different ways, the Tigers baseball team this year. And Man, we, we heard it uh, last week from numerous guests of how good this baseball team is. And no matter how you're going to play, you want to play small ball with them? Hey, they're willing to play small ball. If you're willing to put the ball over the plate, they're going to rack it too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they could win in multiple different ways, as you're saying, Mike. But my biggest takeaway, I think, from this opening weekend, Hayden Trevinsky, by the way, co-SEC player of the week, as I had mentioned in the Sports Flash, 7 of 11 in his first three games. He also had another RBI uh, single today. The LSU catching room is, like, I mean, as far as depth on the roster, which is what Jay kept preaching throughout the offseason leading up to the year, uh, he talked a lot about the depth on the mound. The depth in that catcher room, Mike, is unbelievable. Brady Neal, Hayden Travinsky, Alex Milazzo, all these guys are SEC starting catchers. So the fa- it's like an embarrassment of riches for Coach Johnson that he has all these talented catchers that he can throw out any single game. Uh, give one guy rest, and you still expect the same production from the next guy. Brady Neal Johnson mentioned after you know his incredible performance against VMI yesterday, where he had two doubles, a grand slam, you know two runners thrown out defensively, that he's one of the best players on the team, and he was one of the best players on the team last year before he got hurt. So now he's healthy. He's a name to watch. Travinsky was outstanding, uh, and Milazzo is just Mister Consistent. So. Yeah, the catching room, Mike, has been the most impressive thing uh, to me so far for this Tiger squad. And their pitching is as advertised. I would say so. I, I think the as one advertised. kind of like shakeup I would well, say was, was Thatcher on you know, Friday, Friday against VMI. Yeah. Uh, and, and once when we were talking about that game, it was you know you walk the nine hole hitter and it just spirals out of control, four straight hits, and then you get pulled. But I'm expecting fine things from Thatcher. I don't think he's. he's I, I think that's kind of almost a fluke. I would say. As far as Luke Holman goes, Mike, that's who I got to watch on Saturday against Central Arkansas. And in that, you know, terrible conditions, it was like 40 degrees, but it was 20-degree wind uh, gusts. It was awful. It was so cold at the box that uh, that afternoon. Luke Holman was outstanding. He got into one jam in the five and a third innings that he pitched. 
and it was in the fourth inning. They got a leadoff double against them and then a follow-up single to put runners at the corners with zero outs. And what does Luke Holman do? Back-to-back-to-back strikeouts to get out of the jam. So Coach Johnson went up and talked to him. He's just like, look, we're not going to do this one pitch at a time. Luke Holman said, yeah, I'm going to do it one batter at a time. So, yeah, the the Alabama transfer was outstanding this opening weekend. Cade Anderson got the start today, a uh, freshman left-handed pitcher, number two player in the class of 2023 from the state of Louisiana. I thought he was really solid, four innings pitched. When he was getting ahead of hitters, he was shutting them down. He had a little bit of issues, maybe getting behind. That's when he gave up a couple hits uh, and a walk, and he gave up one run on a wild pitch in the game. But, yeah, overall, the pitching is, as you said, as advertised, but the catching room has been my biggest takeaway. And we saw Nichols State, uh, who won the Southland Conference championship uh, game, well, title game, and they got in, into the uh, the big show, so to speak. They were 3-0 and this weekend. Uh, Jacoby Myers, again, a great outing Friday, uh, pitching for the Colonels. I think Tulane was 2-1 and one, uh, this weekend, and uh, I think the same for your Raging, Raging Cajuns. Raging Cajuns went 2-1 against the Wright State with both squads returning from you know postseason appearances just this past year. Uh, and I would probably imagine that both squads are going to be making it back to the postseason this year. It was a great, great weekend series you know, in Lafayette. Cajuns taking two or three from Wright State. All three games were super competitive. The Cajuns won the first game on the walk-off. They lost the second game by one run, and then they won just yesterday by two runs against a really good Wright State bunch. And you know our own Ian Ozan was calling those games out in Lafayette, so shout-out to Ian. Uh, yeah, it's a great start for my Cajuns, and we'll see where they go from there. But they have a really tough schedule to open the season, Mike. I mean, we're going to see in a couple of weeks the Tigers are going to be heading out to Houston. You know who they're going to be playing in Houston is my Cajuns. Cajuns. The Shriners Classic out at Minute Maid Park, so that's going to be fun to watch. And um, I got to uh, spend some time Saturday uh, morning before the game with Will Wade. Uh, McNeese uh, put it to a pretty good Nickel State basketball yeah, they team. Did. Man, they did pull away in the second half of that game. But, uh, man, they are talented. First time I really got to see them uh, actually in court uh, to watch. They can run the court. They play great defense. Their shooting got really hot in the second half for Will Wade's uh, bunch. And, uh, man, they got a chance for a 30-win season. They're going to really be one do, of those, legit. Yeah, they're going to be one of those mid-majors to watch once March Madness comes around because I don't think anyone's stopping them in the Southland. They're going to book their ticket to the tourney, and we'll see if they can upset a couple teams on the way in their run. But, Mike, shout-out to head coach Matt McMahon in LSU basketball as well. Man, how about that Their Saturday. signature, their biggest win of the season in South Carolina where the Gamecocks had only lost one game at home prior to that matchup. Now they've actually lost two games in order. They lost to Auburn, and then they lost to LSU. And they got a good look at the end. Yeah, they did. That well, was a good look on that I don't that know shot. about you, Mike, but just as far as basketball philosophy goes, when you're down by one at the end of a game, go to the bucket. What are you doing shooting a three-point shot? Like, come on, man. And it was not it was a decent look, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, there's so many opportunities for a higher-chance look closer to the basket, and if you don't make it, you could potentially draw a foul, force the ref to blow the whistle with a couple seconds remaining, and then maybe win it at the free-throw line. But LSU goes on that four-point streak with Jordan Wright, Late in that game, a steal, and then two free throws free to throws, take the yeah. one-point lead, and then they get that final stop. So congrats to Coach McMahon and the Tigers. Beat and they, number, did, did they need that? Yeah, they beat number 11 South Carolina. Games and, like that in the past. Yeah, I mean, they, I think they were 0-4, I want to say, in games decided. But it was almost like similar to the Pelicans, where if a game was within five points, they typically lost it. Uh, so it was a huge win for Coach McMahon. 
And uh, tomorrow we'll have on with us a uh, former coach, and now he's a scout in the NBA. Mark Davis will be on with us. Uh, Mark scouts the uh, the Southern region, all the teams in the Deep South uh, for the NBA, and he'll join us to talk about some of the top players uh, that he's been able to watch. Been a while since uh, Mark and I had met up, but he was uh, scouting a couple kids on that McNeese basketball team he was keeping a real close eye on so we'll have him tomorrow on with us at sports talking at 435 today kyle mosley managing editor and reporter for the saints news network and also hbcu legends and he was at the combine today so we'll get an update on uh, the players at the Combine. And, and every year, th- that has become a bigger and bigger element that these young men get an opportunity, showcase their skills, uh, people from the NFL there to watch it. And and sometimes you maybe don't have a good look. You got a good look over the, over the next week. So we'll have Kyle on with us right after, well, at 435 this afternoon. And we come back. We'll be talking about the top players. The NFL Combine at the end of this month starts up. And my look at the top quarterbacks available for the 2024 NFL Draft. Right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with Charlie Long. And Steve Geller will join us at 544 Triple Option. We're going to do this each and every day. Leading up until the NFL Combine, end of the month, starting the first couple of days in March of uh, groups and uh, who I think are the top players in this year's draft class. And we'll start out with the most important position out on the field at quarterback. And uh, my number one rated player is Caleb Williams from USC, and I think he'll be the first pick in the draft. And my number two rated players, Jaden Daniels from LSU. I felt that way. I said that at the end of October. I feel that way today. Just look at what he's done out on the field. Uh, he's got a real whip for an arm. He's gotten much better with his accuracy skills on the deeper passes. I thought he was always a pretty good short intermediate guy. It was the deeper throws that he was missing on. And he told me in the summer it was the one thing he worked on the most his ability to read and recognize coverages has certainly improved. And he's got elite 
running skills. I mean, you you can't ask for anybody to run the ball better than what Jaden Daniels can. Um, you see guys, he outruns the angles. They think they have an angle on him, and he outruns it. Uh, so I think he'll be the second overall pick in the draft, and it wouldn't surprise me the third pick in the draft is Drake May from North Carolina. Um, again, they're a premium. It's a premium position. It is built around if you don't have a top-flight quarterback, you're looking for one if you don't have one. And I think you got to take a shot with one of these three guys, and I do think Caleb will go number one. I don't be surprised either at the two or the three spots, someone try to make some move to get in there to either get Caleb or, or Drake May. The one thing with Jay, no, I'll, I'll give him a little bit of advice with the way he's built. Once you break that pocket and you become a runner, you better learn how to slide. They're going to try to take your head off. And he's one tough dude now. He takes some nasty shots out on that field. But the NFL is a different world. And so he's going to have to learn how to kind of hit the deck a little bit quicker. But, man, can he run, Charlie? And, uh, again, I think what you're looking at with Williams, Daniels, May is either the top three or three to the top four. I think it's almost certainly going to be the top three unless, you know, no, I, I really do think. Because unless, even if a team trades down from one of those top three picks, whoever moves up into that spot is going to take a quarterback. Like you're not going to move up for Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't think into the top three. I think he's going to be the he's he's, he's going to be best, the fourth guy to Arizona. He's the best non quarterback in this group for sure. Uh, and so, but I think it'll be one, two, three. Uh, I think it'll be Caleb, Jaden, and Drake. And then there's a gap, I would say, right, Mike? Like between a nice, the third guy and the nice fourth gap. guy, and your fourth guy is Michigan's JJ McCarthy. Yeah, he did what they asked him to do. Okay, they didn't ask him to throw the football twenty five, thirty times a game. That's not what Jim Harbaugh wanted. He wanted to run the football and physically beat you up. But spin that tape on about McCarthy. He's smart. He's accurate. Uh, he's got a quick setup, a nice release point. Uh, he is he is very accurate with his throws. Uh, now, they didn't ask him to throw a lot of deeper stuff. Uh, most of it was short and immediate, but he connected on those passes. And he's a much better athlete than people give him credit for. I think J.J. McCarthy will end up being a top 19 pick in this draft. I think he will not get to 20. So how many first-round quarterbacks do you have in this class, Mike? I think six will go. Six in the first round? No, I'm not saying all six got first-round pick grades, but I think because of the position and because of all the needs in this league. Charlie, look look who was playing quarterback toward the end. No, you're right. So I think they're going to have teams saying, you know what, I'm going to take a shot. Uh, you know, with Penix, I think a lot of it is going to do or come down to medicals. You're number five guy, by the way. So yeah. you have J.J. at four, and then you have Michael Penix from Washington at number five. How the medicals come out with him. and We saw him. He's a pinpoint passer. Again, accurate. Uh, I like his setup and his ability to throw over the top. It's clean. And uh, doesn't have a he, he's not a east west runner now. He stays in that pocket pretty good. And uh, but man, he is really sharp getting that ball downfield in between arms and hands, and he can make it happen again if the medicals turn out right. And he's had operations on both knees, so that is going to be a key uh, for Michael Penix Jr. And then number six, Bo Nix. You have him sneaking into the first round, Mike. 
Yeah, I think he goes late in round one. Okay. Uh, again, we saw just how efficient he was running that high-paced, quick offense, quick throws, get it out fast. Uh, he made good decisions. Now, what I get a lot are people double-checking Bo Nix. Why he didn't work at Auburn? Well, he didn't run that Oregon offense at Auburn. That, that's partially it. And he's got mobility skills, too, now, uh, which is pretty decent. He can get out of the way of traffic. But uh, most of his game was short, intermediate. Every once in a while, he'd air one out. Again, people bring up, you know, well, he's 24 years old. Okay, so what? He's not on the Social Security plan. Uh, <laughs> if you can have a quarterback for 10 years, uh, yeah, isn't that what you would look for? So. I think somebody will fall in love with Michael Penix and Bo Nix, and I think they'll both end up in round one. And then there's, once again, a gap. So it's almost groups of three we got here, Mike. The first three picks of the draft, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, and Drake May. Now, the order may be a little bit different if Drake gets picked above Jaden or if Jaden goes three. We'll find out what happens there. So there's a gap from those first three guys, and then you have J.J. McCarthy from Michigan, Michael Penix Jr. from Washington, and then Bo Nix from Oregon all sneaking into the first round later on in the first round. Which is actually kind of interesting to think about, Mike, because we're, we're going to talk about all the positions leading up to the draft. Because only but... have 22 graded first-round pick players. It feels like there's going to be six to seven offensive tackles <laughs> taken in the first round. and then maybe Well, I got even... five of those going as I'm talking about number one picks Yes, in that 22, five of them offensive tackles. That makes sense to me. And then you have probably seven receivers that are going to be taken in the first round as well. So it's going to be a lot of offensive players uh, I taking think the first 32 the picks. The spillover with receivers will really help round two uh, of what happens with a guy like Troy Franklin, who I yeah. really like for Morgan. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not the biggest cat in the world. Man, can he run yep. and he is quick into and out of a cut and a break in no time flat. Uh, will he be a late first round pick? I think it's possible there, but I think you. Just because of the quarterback position, I think you're going to get overdrafted. It didn't happen last year, though, with Will Levis. Because I thought he would get in round one. Now, they had teams trying to trade up once they saw he took that little bit of a free fall. They had some teams trying to get up in late in round one to select him. Titans ended up got him. And we're only a couple years removed from that really weak quarterback class that had like Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis and, you know, those cats. And Kenny Pickett was the only first round guy taken, and he hasn't really worked out. You're looking at Pittsburgh potentially trying to get a new quarterback if they, in, in fact, decide to do that. So after Bo I Nicks, think Mike, Pittsburgh in Atlanta and a couple other teams get into this Justin Fields conversation. Yeah. Immensely. Because now you don't have to give up a first-round pick to get Justin. Now you're going to have to pay him. So it becomes financially a situation there. But you probably have to give up a second and, and kick in something else. Fields makes a lot of sense with Pittsburgh because now they have Arthur Smith and how he likes to run offense through the running game and everything like that. I mean, he would have made sense in Atlanta, but Smith is now an OC with the Steelers. So moving on, Mike, we got the final three guys on this list that you have ranked. you got Spencer Rattler from South Carolina at number seven, Michael Pratt from Tulane at number eight, and then Joe Milton from Tennessee at number nine. Spencer Rattler, you're going to have a wide variety of opinion on oh, yeah. Spencer. Some people really like him. Some people really don't. 
Uh, he's not the biggest guy in the world. You talk about a guy that can spin a ball. He came to Manning Passing Academy, and I'm telling you, Charlie, can he spin it? Uh, from that 12 to 20-yard range, man, you talk about tight window throws, Spencer Rattler can make them. The problem with Spencer is his eroticism. Some games he looks unbelievable. And in other games, everything's high. It tells me one thing, he's not setting his feet throwing the football. He's kind of doing it off balance. And uh, But I thought he had a really good week of practice at the Senior Bowl, had a really good game at the Senior Bowl. And you know what? You're not running for the presidency of the United States. You don't win the electoral college here. You're looking for one team, and somebody will fall in love with Spencer Rattler. Uh, Michael Pratt, I, I think this year you'd have to admit he was banged up this year for most of the season. Uh, we didn't get to see him at his very best. Tough guy, can make all the NFL throws. Uh, he's gotten much better in this what I call kind of alley-oop type throw where he'll put it up in between a defender and a receiver and have that receiver go up and get it. I really like Michael Pratt. I think he'll get picked late in round two, early in the third round. So Michael Pratt's a guy that's going to get a lot of look-see in this draft class because he'll be a second-day pick. And somebody's going to fall in love with Joe Milton. You know, you and I talked about the arm, this. The, the raw talent is Man, just ridiculous. He came in, uh, and I saw him throw the football before. He came into Manning, and he put on a show that was unbelievable, just arm talent. Now, again, there is a, a wide variety of him being erratic. Oh, and yeah. I don't even know if that's the right term. But when he's on, he can beat you, and he's got some wheels on him. He can run. But uh, you talk about an arm. He he can put a ball anywhere out on the field. It doesn't mean it's accurate. But somebody will think they Dr. Phil and can fix it. Oh, yeah. And and, and he, he, he made the point to me, him and Jim Harbaugh didn't get along real well, so to speak, at Michigan. And I can understand why. You know, because Jim wants to run the football, control the clock, and Joe want to just host it downfield and and throw the football deep. He's got a cannon attached to his right arm. It's just a matter of, you know, his accuracy issues. As you said, he's very inconsistent at times during Tennessee. Like you were kind of expecting, after the year that Hendon Hooker had with the Volunteers last season, that Joe Milton would kind of take the reins and they would still be really good. They just weren't, Mike. They had their issues last year. And I know the year before when Hendon Hooker was there, he was telling me, I just wish I had his arm talent. He could he could see just how Joe Milton could throw the football. But I think somebody will pick him, and it wouldn't be surprising to me, late in round three, early in the fourth round, somebody take a shot at Joe Milton and see if they can't get the sandpaper and knock off some of the rough spots with him. Yeah, just get Physically, the Physically, he yeah. has got what you're looking for. But my thing is, you see he's a little slow in almost a little bit of hesitancy. He reminds me a little bit of Ryan Tannehill that way. I I, want to throw it, but I'm not real confident it's going to be there. And and he waits and waits, and then it sometimes gets knocked away or picked off. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. And Kyle Mosley from the Saints News Network and HBCU Legends talking to us about the HBCU Combine, which was held today at the Saints facilities. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this break. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? 
But working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with Charlie Long. Steve Geller will join us at 540. On our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, we have on with us Kyle Mosley from the Saints News Network, also HBCU Legends. Kyle was at the HBCU Combine today. And, Kyle, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Hey, how you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. Kyle, before we get into kind of the breakdown of the combine, two guys I'd like for you to comment a little bit on. I got to see him, Eric Smith uh, from uh, uh, FAMU. Man, um, he's got a, a bit of a weird uh, – he sort of opened up uh, as a cornerback. He's, his, his legs are sort of spread really wide uh, right. when he goes to, to – uh, guard a receiver, but he can flat out fly out on the field. And the other one is John Higgins. Uh, now, John is an interesting story because, oh, a small college guy, Jackson State. Okay, where did he start? University of Florida. That's Florida, that, that's where he got recruited to. So he's no small college guy. He might have ended up at Jackson State. Uh, he, had, he had Juco in between. But uh, a little bit about Eric Smith. Uh, with the Rattlers and then uh, Higgins, who had played at Jackson State, but originally was a very highly recruited defensive back safety who went who started at University of Florida. Yeah, yeah, kind of same in the vein of uh, James Houston, who went to the University of Florida, ended up at Jackson State, and is now with the Detroit Lions. Right, um, Huggins is a uh, he has good length. He has good size. He has the NFL size that you'd like to see. Uh, he moves well in transition. Um, he has good footwork to him, hand placement as well. And uh, he really 
caused a lot of uh, the defenders to kind of go elsewhere, you know. Uh, but a lot of people don't know when he was playing that backfield with uh, Shiloh Sanders before he left, you know, he still was a contributor to that team. So I, I like Huggins, but Smith is intriguing, like you said, you know, very interesting. He doesn't have huge size, but he has the speed that you'd like to see out of a cornerback uh, to be able to hand, handle some of these guys like a Tyreek Hill or whatever. But um, he ran a 4-3-2, <laughs> Mike. And I know what that really means. He's fast. Yeah, and it's opened up a whole lot of eyes of some of those NFL scouts after the practice. Kyle, another guy, too, is uh, Trevion Green uh, from Prairie View. Now, they list him at uh, linebacker, but to me, he's a strong safety. I mean, he's built like yeah. one. I mean, he's not a real big guy. He's six foot. I don't know uh, what he weighed in at, but it, uh, I would say it's teens. Uh, but he's built for the NFL. You know why? Because he can cover. He can flat out run yeah. and he can cover. Okay, everybody. Oh, give me the six foot three, two hundred fifty pound linebacker. What? That guy can't cover a tight end or a new running back today. Uh, it's yeah. a different world. Uh, Trevion uh, Sherman Green from Prairie View A and M. Man, you watch him play, and I think he'll make a quick impact on special teams because he knows how to get around people. He just got a knack. It's not about taking on some 300-pound guy up front. He's not going to win those battles. He knows how to get around heavy traffic. And Trevion's another guy that I think when this is all said and done, people are going to be talking a lot about him. Uh, They're going to be talking a lot about him as well as his uh, mate, Miles, who was there from Prairie View as well. Look, uh, Bubba McDowell had two really solid guys, as well as uh, Keyshawn Johnson, who's also playing in the HBCU Legacy Bowl. But what opens a lot of people's eyes is because he did not have a lot of, uh, you would say, production over at Prairie View. But if he's in the right system with the right coaching staff, he's going to be one of those hybrid type of guys that you like in the NFL who can cover, like you said, tight end, who can also be a nickel guy if necessary, and he's fast, fast, fast. 4-4 in the 40, man, he really, really was outstanding today, and I know he's uh, put himself on a lot of people's radar. Kyle, tell everybody a little bit about how this setup is for the HBCU, uh, the combine, which leads up to it, and the practice sessions. And then the game itself, because uh, this was sort of set up. We had Shaq on, Shaq Harris, to talk about that, that he wanted to make sure that these young men were, were given a better look. And I know Dion brought it up a couple years back. Nobody from the HBCU was even drafted uh, that one year. And his deal is, right, come on, right. this this has to change. They got some guys that can play, but they just not maybe getting the attention that sh- they should get so Kind of tell everybody a little bit about the setup and how this is done for the, uh, again, today was the testing day, but then they go out, practice sessions, and that's really the important stuff. Because, okay, I can tell if you can run, and I can tell if you can jump high, but I want to know if you can play. I mean, that that's bottom line. And so the practice sessions and then the game itself. Yeah, well, kudos to the National Football League as well as partner with Doug Williams and James Shaq Harris to be able to bring the HBCU Combine to New Orleans. It's the second year here. The first year it was in Mobile right around the time of the Senior Bowl. But 
what it has done is really has highlighted some of the talent uh, that Scott Pioli and a couple of the other scouts went out and they identified 47 young men who had the potential to be able to make it on an NFL team, which I think there was more they left out out there uh, in in uh, the landscape. But it was very well organized this year. Uh, you could tell also that a lot of the young men were prepared in doing the drills. The first season, not so much. Second season got a little bit better, but this one was a lot smoother, and uh, it is a part of this whole week-long festivities and preparation for the HBCU Legacy Bowl that's going to take place on Saturday at Human Stadium on Tulane's campus at 3 p.m. So uh, I got to say kudos to Doug, James Shaq Harris, the whole staff, those guys have done a tremendous job being able to coordinate everything with the National Football League to make this happen. Kyle, I think, uh, you know, we've been through so much change here with the Saints coaching staff. I'll, I'll throw you that question out there because you're also covering the Saints at the Saints News Network. Yeah. But, you know, my yeah. thing about it is, uh, and it needed to be done, there needed to be a coaching change, philosophy change, and you can see the connect the dots with Kubiak, even the Shanahan tree and the uh, his dad's tree, <laughs> Gary Kubiak tree, sort of, a, you know, yeah. it's a connect the dots three different ways there. Now, a big part of this is you can put in any offense you want. You better have players. So my my thoughts is uh, you a heck of a lot smarter coach if you got better players and I think offensively for the Saints it has to start up front offensive line and can you get the running game cranked up you can do all this motion and stuff like that and 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 a little bit of eye candy and try to throw a defense off but if you can't win up front Kyle you're in the same boat you were the last couple of years yeah and what will they do about Trevor Penning, right? What will they do to be able to get uh, – do they bring back Andrews Pete or not? That's been a part of the dialogue as well. And, you know, Mike, you've taught me enough times the offensive line, you've got to have the big buffet eaters to be able to, to not only protect but open up the holes for uh, guys like Alvin Kamara and uh, the young guy Kendry Miller as well as Jamal Williams. If you don't have that – you're going to have the frustrations like you had this past season. Um, one thing, yeah, Kubiak does bring a different flavor. Uh, we know what we had from uh, Pete Carmichael and his day supporting Sean Payton. But will they also be able to have enough weapons on the outside? Can we? Uh, are they going to bring back Michael Thomas? Are they going to go in a different direction? He seems very discontented, you know. So those are the things that's going to be necessary. And do we still have uh, the right, uh, I guess, culture? And, you know, that has been addressed by uh, Mickey Loomis during his talk with the, the players. You heard Cam Jordan kind of echo that in a couple of interviews he's had as well. So right now, yeah, how are we going to handle that offensive line? But also – Mike, we got to talk about that defensive line, too. How is that going to work? But offensively, the offensive line has to be a, a better unit this coming season. Name me one guy that really stuck out today. And I know we talked about Eric and John, but one guy that really, really stood out to you. Well, I'm going to tell you, the guy that 
he's right from Mississippi. He was also was a transfer, uh, I believe, was a Syracuse. Uh, J- Jarvion Howard. Yes. The young man from Alcorn State, man. Look, the size that he has, the speed that he has, you know. he. I've seen this kid change games the past couple of seasons in the SWAT. Uh, he broke away from a couple of uh, defenders to go on 70 to 80-yard runs time and time again when he led the SWAC in 2022. Uh, another young man you need to pay attention to, a little smaller than uh, Howard, is the young guy from Texas Southern, Ladarius Owens. He was sixth in the all FCS. He led all HBCU rushes in the nation as well uh, with over 1,300 yards. He can catch out of the backfield as well. He ran the best time of all the running backs at 4-4. And uh, I know him personally. We interviewed him several times right here in the Houston area. Look, man, the kid can fly. The kid's a good head on the shoulder as well. But those two running backs, people need to really pay attention to when it comes to this draft. They could be some sleepers. I think Howard, if you want to put somebody who's like a bruiser and has the speed, kind of like Derrick Henry, this is the guy that some NFL teams should take a flyer on and think about selecting him in either the mid to late rounds of the NFL draft. Kyle, you mentioned the O-line issues that the Saints had this past season. Mike and I have talked about this at nauseum. I want to get your thoughts on Rick Benton, or sorry, John Benton and Rick Dennison, the two coaches that they brought in, two guys with 20-plus years of experience, two guys that are known for actually improving and developing young offensive linemen. And when the Saints have spent so many so much draft capital, first round, second round picks all across this offensive line, and it's still not working out. They might have to do it again this year potentially, uh, given the amount of talent that's in the offensive tackle room in this class. But what are your thoughts on what Benton and Dennison can kind of provide this coaching room with you know, an offensive line that's underperformed but has still talent? Well, you're talking about coaches that have Super Bowls in, in their backgrounds. They have rings, right? And you have also they've been able to develop talent. And that's what you want to see, you know, Charlie. You want to have guys who uh, – it's not a big knock on Doug Marone because he's been there. He's had, also had a Super Bowl championship ring with the Saints. But the thing is you want to see some uh, fluid movement. You want to see some guys progress. There's no reason why we should have had a number one uh, choice and he hasn't progressed over two seasons, you know. Um, you want to see Kyle, that. he's regressed. Think, he can't see the yeah, field. He, he's regressed yeah. from he's his behind Tommy season. Kramer. He, they, they buried him on the bench. Yeah, I mean, look, and I had some, uh, <laughs> had some interesting conversations with some young men who uh, were vying for that position, and they said, hey, look, it, it became political <laughs> out there with the Saints. You I know, believe that. With the, uh, <laughs> And he said, um, I know I can play better than that guy, but I'm just saying, uh, I, I tell you this, man. I, I believe the direction the Saints are going into, I can't knock the hires, but I do kind of question if they're going to be aggressive enough to get the talent to be able to make it happen on the front line. Uh, and we can't go with that, those guys who have slow feet, we can't go with those guys who are, you know, just a project waiting to happen. They're going to have to probably make a, a major splash 
in that first, second round to be able to find somebody. Man, I don't want to hear about no project. Okay. Yeah, you, you got two, yeah, you, you got two, you got two developmental guys now in Trevor and Nick Saldaveri. Okay. You yeah. trying to develop those two. I want a guy. Now, again, rookies are rookies and they're going to make mistakes, but none of this developmental stuff. You don't have no time to develop them, to be honest with you. you have no, look, and, and think about this. The talent around in the, with the Saints, how long are we going to have Alvin Kamara? How long can we keep Taysom Hill or uh, some of these other guys? You've got to think about your timetable, your shelf life, right? Can we be able to find the pieces to help us be able to win? Because Detroit Lions, they're, they're going to contend again. You've got the Philadelphia Eagles. You've you got to believe they're going to contend again. You've got guys in the NFC that you're going to have to deal with. And do we have the talent to be able to deal with those guys? and make it competitive in 2024. Kyle, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Really appreciate it. We'll get you back a little bit later in the week. Give us a rundown of how things are going in the practice sessions. Thank you, Kyle. Hey, thank you, guys. Take care. All right. Kyle Kyle Mosley, managing editor and reporter for the Saints News Network, and also he's covering the HBCU Combine, and um, he also is uh, part of the HBCU Legends community on X or Twitter, whoever you want to call it. We'll be back to finish it up here in our number one of Sports Talk right after this break here on the Big 870. We're finishing up here in our number one of Sports Talk on the Big 870. I want to thank Kyle Mosley for joining us, giving an update on the HBCU uh, workouts that they had at the Saints camp. Charlie, uh, we got a final on LSU. Yeah, it was ugly in both games against Central Arkansas, Mike. They ended up winning this one 4-3 final. After that, Jared Jones home run in the third inning. They didn't score in any of the final five frames. Give credit to the uh, UCA pitcher that went basically the final five innings and cut, kept them shut down. But LSU, Kate Anderson gets his first win in a Tigers uniform as a freshman. And Fidel Aloa, the Juco transfer, gets his first save for a clean ninth inning. So Tigers win. 4-3, to three, start 4-0 in the season. We'll talk more about it. There's nothing bad about an ugly win. We'll be back with more sports talk right after this news break on the Big 870. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.